everyone, and welcome back to Paranormal Activities, the podcast where through personal experiences and the experiences of others, we try to figure out what's really going on on the other side. And today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code LISTENER5 at checkout. Bowed until June 30th for new users on all modes of transport. It's just a pickup that 2021 needs. Omeo, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. But all right, guys, I know I haven't been around for a while. I do apologize between it's summertime, work's been crazy. My wife and I have been getting into kayaking. I've been training to run a marathon, plus doing my RSH podcast over at The Buzz. It has been crazy over here, but I'm still trying. I'm still trying to get back into my weekly routine. But for now, they're going to be few and far apart, I guess. But I'm going to try to do my best to, to get better for, for all of you. I appreciate if you guys still listening to my show, and I appreciate for all of you new followers, old followers, and all of you that have stuck with me through this past almost year and a half now. Crazy. But I have a fun episode here for you today. Nothing too crazy. Like I said, it is in the middle of July right now. Everybody's out there camping, being outside, so I thought, why not do a fun episode of Revolving Camp Stories? So here in just a few minutes, I'm going to read a few stories that I found online uh, that involve ghost sightings or paranormal events while camping. It's a lot of fun. So we're going to read each story and then kind of break it down and give you my opinion of the story. And I'd love to hear your opinions as well. So you can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, all of your favorite social media platforms. Let me know what you think. And also be sure to uh, just comment anything. I'd love to hear from you guys. But before that, I have to give you the paranormal activity of the week. And I actually do do have one this time. Um, I know for a little while there, it's been pretty quiet in the house, but something did happen, and I can't explain it, and I've tried to many times. So, let's get right into it here. Basically, my wife has been planting a garden in the back, and the garden, she made like tomato plants, a pumpkin patch, and a few other things. And the tomato plants have gotten huge. So tall, in fact, that she had to buy the Garden cages, I guess. I'm not really sure what they're called. But, you know, those things that you put around plants so they grow straight up instead of falling over. So she bought a bunch of them. And they were sitting, standing up in our kitchen next to our little food pantry thing. They were straight up. And they were there for about a day or two. And then one night I came down probably around 10 p.m. or so to get a bottle of water and to make sure the house is locked up. And as I came down, I noticed that those plant cage things were all on the floor. They were knocked over either by the cat or just fell over, whatever. But they were all just laying in the middle of the kitchen. And there were probably, there's a good amount of them, probably four or five of these cages just like sp- spread around the kitchen floor. And uh, so I was like, yep, that's going to be a tomorrow problem. So I just walked around them, made sure the door was locked. And then I went back around them and went back upstairs thinking I'll just deal with it in the morning when I get up before work. So I go to bed, don't think anything else of it. I wake up the next morning, I come down fully expecting that I would see him on the kitchen floor still, and I was preparing to clean them up then. But lo and behold, as I come in the kitchen and turn the light on, they are all sat upright, 
tucked away perfectly by the pantry thing that's in our kitchen. And I mean, they were all tightened right next to each other, set up right like they were supposed to be. So I was like, huh. First I thought, well, did I clean them up last night? And then I knew I didn't. So then I assumed, well, my wife must have gotten up in the middle of the night, saw them, and then and then put them up. So that was what I thought of that. Didn't think much else of it. Went to work that day, came home, and uh, Danae was messing with them outside. So I was like, oh, I see you picked, uh, picked those plant things up last night. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, you know, they were knocked over last night, and they were picked up this morning, so I assumed you did that. She was like, nope, I... Uh, I came downstairs and I thought they were tidier than when I left them, but I didn't think much of it. And I brought them out here to uh, plant them in my garden. I was like, so wait, you did not pick them up. You came downstairs this morning and they were put where they were supposed to be. And she said, yes. That's pretty much all there is to that story. But who would have picked up those cages? I didn't do it. She didn't do it. We don't have kids. My cats, that two cats, don't have thumbs. My dog doesn't have thumbs, and they make more messes than they clean up. So I don't know who would have picked those up or how they were picked up, but it definitely wasn't me, and I've thought hard about it. I'm like, well, did I, was I just tired, and did I do it? No, I know I didn't, I remember thinking, ah, that's a tomorrow problem, and went on my jolly way upstairs. And she claims she didn't do it, and I, I'm inclined to believe her, so that's my paranormal activity of the week. Apparently, we have a ghost who does not like dirty or plant cages on the floor in the kitchen. So, whatever. But, all right, guys, let's get into the the meat of the episode here. I I said earlier, it is July. People are out there camping. I'll be camping here here soon enough. So, let's read some camping stories. And these were not sent in to me. I actually did find all of these stories on ghostandghouls.com. And I think most of them are pulled from uh, a Reddit. Reddit's a popular place for all kinds of creepy, scary stories. I actually used to go there quite a bit and read uh, just true scary stories. Not necessarily ghost-related, but just people that were in scary situations, primarily because of other people. Yeah, Pinterest, or not Pinterest, but Reddit is a great place. So, I got six stories here I'm just going to read off to you. And then kind of give my opinion on what was going on there. So, let's get right into it here. This episode is titled, A Rocky Trip. And I was backpacking in the Beartoo Wilderness in the early 2000s with a good friend of mine. Three days into the hike, we had only seen one other couple. On the third night, at about 4 a.m., we were awoken in our tent by what sounded like screams in the forest. Big, guttural screams. Obviously, we were freaked out sitting in the tent, not knowing what was out there. We started hearing what sounded like hail for about 15 minutes, followed by heavy footsteps near our camp. My friend and I started yelling and making tons of noise, and the commotion outside the tent slowly came to a halt. In the morning, after not sleeping at all, we unzipped the tent to the creepiest scene. All around the tent were literally thousands of little pebbles that were not there the evening before. Surrounding the tent in a near-perfect circle were 20 or so 150 to 300-pound boulders. My friend and I noped out of there, making a three-day hike into one practically running the entire way to the car. All right, so it sounds like, you know, to sum up, these guys were camping, and in the middle of the night, it started to, what sounded like hail, they woke up, and they were perfectly circled boulders surrounding their tent. I don't know what kind of 
ghost would move boulders like that, but you know, absolutely, that would be a very creepy sight. Maybe they were on some kind of like ritual sacred ground or something. I don't know. Sounds kind of Blair Witch, don't you think? I don't know. I would I would also nope out of there if I was if I was in that camping trip. That I don't really have any other idea what that would have been, but that sounds creepy AF. All right, guys, so let's move on to the next story called Lights in the Night. My family and I were camping on a lake in central Texas on a week with very few people around. Our spot was on the edge of the camp next to the woods and very close to the edge of the lake. We were playing Pictionary by the campfire the first night we were there when I saw a light go over by the lake. I didn't think much of it and was still focusing on the game when another one went by at the same speed following the same light. At that point, I felt a little bit strange, but still wasn't too worried about it. After that, another one went by, and I pointed out to my dad, who said he noticed it as well. We walked out past the campfire and campground lights to get a better view of the lights. They continued to fly over by the lake, going the same speed and staying the exact same distance from each other. They were reddish-yellow orbs, and there were no sound coming from them. By then, my whole family was watching and all in disbelief. After about 15 lights went by, the last one was chased by a white ball of light that was much closer than the rest. We didn't talk about the lights much after discussing what they could be, but when we got back home the trip, my mom looked it up and saw that people in a town a few miles from our campsite saw the same things we did. Now, obviously, we're thinking UFOs and aliens (laughs) with that one. I mean, I've heard a lot of stories with very similar details from that. On the, on the previous episode about aliens, I told you much. My dad joined the show and told us his story to where he was walking alongside uh, Ocean Isle Beach in North Carolina, and he saw two lights come at each other, stop, and then take off over the horizon of the ocean. I had a buddy who I used to work with named Rich who was on the Outer Banks at North Carolina and saw the exact same thing. Two lights come, meet, and take off in the same direction. And the story that I just read, very similar with the lights moving across. Um, Obviously, it could be some kind of meteorite, I guess. It could be some kind of firework that caused flares that just kept going. Um, But that's just not likely. And also, it could be, you know, military-related. There's military bases everywhere. It could be something along those lines. And, you know, when you're out there camping, one thing to remember, especially if you live in a city or in a lit up town, when you're camping, you see a lot more of the sky than you do pretty much anywhere else. If you live in town like I do right now, I don't see much of the sky these days. But when I'm out camping or if I'm out in a field, you see a lot. And there's a lot going on in the sky. You know, we've all seen meteors and planes and all kinds of weird stuff that we don't really know what it is at first glance. And so a lot of these stories... It could be your mind playing tricks on you and that and that kind of stuff. But sometimes it's not. So, you know, I'm a very avid believer in aliens and UFOs. I still go back and forth on whether or not UFOs have actually been to Earth. But if I was a betting man, I would say my money is yes, they have. And I've had guests in the past who, who told me why that is. And I'm inclined to believe it. So this story is definitely a common story from camping out by the beach when the sky is wide open and it very well could be aliens. It very well could be UFOs. So definitely this summer when you're out there, keep your, 
keep your eyes in the sky and maybe we can actually get some of these aliens that the news keeps telling us about. Ever since that 2004 Navy released video, they've just been coming out with all of this good stuff. Alright, moving forward. This, this one is called Night Walker. Two tents next to each other, about five feet apart, in the middle of the mountains, have my three little brothers in one tent and me and my girlfriend in the other. It's nighttime and we have just put the fire out so it's dark. Everyone is in their respective tents snoozing off into dreamland. About an hour later, I'm the only one awake. Suddenly, I hear soft, human-like footsteps circling our tents, over and over. Confused, I asked who's there with no response. The footsteps continue, so I step outside. No one. Footsteps stop. I go back into my tent. Footsteps start again. I make my presence known and go back out. No one. Footsteps stop. Of course, I check on my brothers, but they are soundly asleep. I repeat the same process for about four to, four to five more times, and believe it or not, the footsteps always stop. I end up just going to sleep to the footsteps and not giving a fuck. When morning comes, I ask my brothers how they slept, and they respond, fine, except for you walking loudly around the same damn campsite all night. Huh. <laughs> so that one would creep me out quite a bit. Um, you know, if I'm in a tent, I, one thing, tents freak me out. I haven't slept in a tent in years, and I'd have a hard time doing that, only because I am a paranoid son of a bitch, and I need Doors locked. I need to. I need to know that I am protected. And if I am not protected, there's a barrier between me and the threat. And that barrier will give me enough time to wake up, get my bearings, and be able to defend myself. I'm just a weird, paranoid guy. <laughs> and uh, so to be in a tent and hear footsteps, my first reaction would be there's somebody out there. My last. I want to think ghost. If I'm in a tent, I'm thinking people because in my opinion, people are scarier than ghosts. But with these. Soft human-like footsteps, you know, especially if he thought they might have been his younger brothers, they might have been small. And maybe if I thought they were children, I wouldn't be as as creeped out when I go see what was going on. And so reading that, I kind of get the feeling of maybe they were like children ghosts who died at that campsite or around that campsite. They're just hanging out at night doing what ghosts do, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I mean, they're doing the same pattern. So, you know, there's all, there's all kinds of stories that fit that as well, especially, you know, when you're camping. And, and there are dangers that camping and people die all the time when they camp for, for various reasons. And so I think a campsite would be a perfect place to uh, to look for ghosts. But I saw him a, a classic horror movie and, you know, the Friday the 13th take place at a campsite. And they're not classic per se, but they're fun and cheesy and I love them. So. Yeah, if I kept hearing that over and over, I don't know, man. I probably won't be sleeping that night because, again, just being in a tent freaks me out. But that's that's creepy. All right, moving on. This episode is called The Whaler. When I was younger, probably like 10 or 11, I went camping with my family. It was about 1 or 2 in the morning, and I couldn't sleep. The tent me and my brother were in was really hot and very uncomfortable. Anyway, while I was trying to go to bed, I heard a very faint whimper. I tried to ignore it because I figured I was just tired. Our campsite was along a road with many other camps nearby. The whimper started to get louder and then turned into crying. I heard footsteps outside of our tent and a girl crying her eyes out. Let me tell you, the sounds didn't go faint. It got louder and louder and remained in the same spot the entire time. That's important because it indicates that she was looking at her tent site, crying. The crying sounds got worse, then turned into a full-on scream for a few seconds, then cut out. 
When she started screaming, my brother woke up. We both looked at each other and stuffed our head under our pillows. I couldn't sleep all night. I was so glad when we left the next morning. Yeah, that would be terrifying. (laughs) Any kind of screaming or wailing or even whimpering, dude, I'm out. Um, And like, why was she? He said that there were other camps in that area. So that could have been just another girl from another campsite. But for it to go louder and louder and scream and all of that good stuff, that sounds more than just a regular human being being obnoxious. So, yeah, any kind of, you know, banshee sound, I'm out. And to me, that kind of sounds like it could be a banshee, but I know that's not really what the lore would indicate with that one. But uh, could this be a straight up, again, a, a girl goes to die at that area, and she just is, I think, a, is what they call it a residual spirit when they repeat the same thing over and over in the same spot. So that's kind of what that sounds like to me. Uh, But definitely worth investigating further if you're into looking for ghosts at campsites. All right, guys, let's go into our next one called The Land Doesn't Forget. One night I was camping near the site of an old river dam. I pulled the canoe in late, so I just draped the tarp over the canoe and crawled in underneath it and fell asleep. In the middle of the night, I woke up to the sound of roaring water. I crawled out from under the tarp, and the roaring sound stopped. I thought I must have been imagining things so that it was the wind blowing through the trees. I crawled back under the tarp, and the sound picked back up. When I crawled out again, it didn't stop. The sound got louder and louder. I realized that it sounded like water ripping through the woods. Even my dogs had their hair on end. I quickly pulled the tarp off the canoe and dragged it up to the top of the ridge. I then heard voices, men yelling and a dull thumping noise. I huddled down next to the boat, pulled the dogs close, and waited for the sun to come up. When morning came, there was nothing to see. To this day, I don't know what that was, but I have my ideas, and I'll never camp there again. I was told the land remembers, and that's fine. I just don't I just don't need to be there when it does. Yeah, that one's specifically uh, scary to me right now, because like I said earlier, my wife and I are getting into kayaking. We've done it a few times here this summer, and... Uh, you know, our, our goal is to find rivers and basically just explore them, hop on our kayaks after we map it out and just go down and maybe even eventually get into camping at certain banks and stuff, which I just mentioned not too long ago that tents uh, terrify me. But that was we were talking about getting a big tent and just kayaking and, and tenting. And uh, so, you know, this this story involved a canoe and that's creepy enough because Dude, the woods are scary. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I played in the woods all the time. But at nighttime, you know, day and night in the woods are two separate things. And so just to, so to hear the water change when you look at it to being quiet when you're not looking or, you know, it's weird. And then hearing a guy's voice or men yelling, it says, I don't know what to make of that. Maybe, is it a residual thing again? Is it just something happened there and the same voices can be heard all of the time? Or were, were they disturbed because the guy, the reader, was there? I don't know. But like I said, that one is, I could just imagine being in that scenario and that would, again, terrify me because you're just wide open. And who knows what's in the woods? You know, I, I, a while back I told the story of, of looking at Moonville Tunnel near Hawking Hills, Ohio. And, man, we hiked back there, and it was totally dark. And there was a huge group of us, and it was still terrifying because there was something watching us in those woods. 
whether it was ghost, whether it was other people, whether it was some kind of wild animal, bobcat, mountain lion, whatever, all terrifying. And honestly, of that scenario, I think the ghosts are the less scary because people are scarier and wild animals are absolutely terrifying. So, uh, yeah, that's one that I would not want to be around, <laughs> um, especially by yourself. If the dogs are freaking out, that's something to be to be scared about, too, because I don't think dogs uh, scare all of that easily. But all right, guys, I have one last camping ghost story for you here tonight, and so it is called The Flasher. So let's get into it. Nine years ago, I was camping in northern BC with a group of friends. It was around 10 p.m., and we were in the middle of nowhere, roughly 50 kilometers from any town, store, etc., so it was super dark out. We were sitting around our fire just listening to tunes and drinking beer. At one point, we saw a light up the, on the mountain across the lake from us. This was a decent-sized lake, I'd say roughly 5 kilometers across by, and surrounded by mountains. When we noticed the light, we assumed that it was other, campos, other campers that we could visit with, so we flashed our flashlight to try to get their attention. First, we flashed our light twice, and then they flashed back at us twice, then three times, and so on. We were brainstorming how to hike over there and meet them when the light seemed to increase in intensity. It then proceeded to fly from one side of the massive mountain to a mountain on the other side of the lake. It then sat up there and flashed us a few times. At this point, we were shitting bricks, so we turned off our light. And I remember going into my tent and putting my sleeping bag over my head out of fear. I fell asleep and woke up and everything was fine, but for some reason there was roughly half a dozen really big dead toads outside my tent. To this day, I wonder what the heck happened. So as I was reading that story, I thought aliens, you know, every other light in the sky, especially or light across. And then when it's in the sky, especially that's the go to. But would a alien spacecraft kill toads and leave them by another campsite? (laughs) So who knows, you know, spirits could manifest in, in many ways and maybe that's one way. And and maybe these guys were taking that spirit off being there or, or messing with them or contacting them even and maybe leaving dead toads was was just a sign to leave. I don't know. At first I was thinking aliens, now I'm thinking ghost. <laughs> so uh who knows? But all right, guys, that is my six creeping camping ghost stories. Again, not my stories. I got them from ghostandghouls.com, and they're, I think, primarily pulled from Reddit. So, yeah, if you guys have any of your own creepy camping ghost stories or any other kind of paranormal ghost stories from this summer or past summers or any kind of trip you've been on, I would love love to hear them. So send them my way. You can email me at paranormalaxpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Twitter again at Fellow Paranormal Axe Activities. But, all right, guys, it's a short and sweet episode tonight. I hope you all enjoyed it, and I hope you all continue to enjoy the rest of the summer. It seems like it's flying by, but, hey, it is what it is. And, again, I'm going to try to be better at pumping out more episodes. So if you'd like to be on the show, if you have any kind of stories or stories that you know of, uh, I'd love to hear them. So come on, you can email me at paranormalaxepodcast at gmail.com. And if you don't want to be on the show yourself, you can always just email me the story and I'll read it aloud. Or you can send me a you know uh, an audio message and I can play it. I can play it on the show as well. So whatever makes you feel the most comfortable, I am all about making people comfortable, and I love to have people participate. So hook me up, and 
I know one last thing we have been saging a lot in the house. So after that, after the uh, my paranormal activity of the week not too long ago with the plant cages, we've been saging and there is that feeling kind of lurking again. And then we sage and it goes away. So who knows? Um, maybe I'll have another story for you next time. But if not, I would still love to hear your quick, if you have a quick ghost story that happened to you that week or that month or whatever, I'd love to feature it as the paranormal activity of the week. So again, shoot me an email at paranormal acts podcast. That's paranormal AXE podcast at gmail.com. And I'd love to get you on the show. So yeah, guys, I have to do my final plugs here. Be sure to follow the buzz at what the buzz.com is a great podcasting and writing community with, with, you know, with paranormal activities, with regularly scheduled hostilities, the wrestling podcast. And we have a bunch of other live shows, audio shows, and a bunch of written, well-written articles on the website and all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, etc. So be sure, again, to follow The Buzz at whatthebuzz.com. And that's all I have. So I don't know what my next topic will be, but I will definitely figure it out, and I will get it up here as soon as possible. So in the meantime, guys, let's continue to learn about the paranormal together.